Hey everyone, uh, this is Marshall Hainer here, and welcome to the Proton Podcast, episode one. We're interviewing the amazing Bitcoin Dad as he goes by on crypto Twitter. Uh, welcome, Bitcoin Dad. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah. Cheers. Um, so yeah, we've been we we uh, follow uh, crypto Twitter. Uh, we're always uh, looking at all the most influential people, and um, we'd we'd love to talk to you today. Ask you a few different questions and. Um, kind of hear your story. Um, we'll just kick it right off. Uh, I guess our first question is, how did you get into crypto in the first place? Uh, well, at the time I was at my full-time job, <laughs> uh, surfing the internet and ran across uh, an article about Bitcoin on uh, Yahoo and read about it and was kind of intrigued and kind of went down that rabbit hole and started doing a little more research and thought that it was something that uh, could definitely be a game changer when it comes to the financial side of things. And, uh, you know, just kind of started as a hobby for me. I really didn't uh, invest a large amount of money. Um, you know, I wasn't, uh, didn't really have deep pockets at the time, but uh, pretty much stopped my 401k and whatever I was putting in my 401k, I put towards Bitcoin at that point. And uh, shortly after finding out about Bitcoin, I pretty much dipped right into the altcoins and, that's kind of been my game ever since I started. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, I feel, venture down down into the, the crypto rabbit hole to start with. This is interesting. This is it's more volatile than, than traditional markets. It's, it's a different kind of community, and it's developing so much faster. I, I always say one day in crypto is like, like a year in like the, the, the regular, regular time, or at least, at least like 10 days. Yeah. Um, because things move so quickly. Yeah, this this bear market seemed like it's been uh, a, a lifetime. <laughs> that's for sure. Ever since 2018, and we kind of talked out. It, us all corners have been feeling the pain. That's for sure. Yeah, it kind of goes in cycles, right? You, you've got you've got uh, kind of bull cycles every two or three years. It, it feels like with the, they usually come with the wave of software adoption, marketing, new use cases, and. And, uh, and and then you have kind of like a depression period, right? So those that have been around for a while have known kind of like, all right, well, this is heads down, this is winter time, this is 2018, 2019, 2020. And then all of a sudden, it definitely feels like it's primed um, to heat up because uh, look at look at all the fiat currency being printed, uh, look at everything that's happening in the world. It's unfortunate, but it's definitely driving a trend towards digital currency. I mean, people don't even want to touch paper dollars anymore. We're, we're trying to figure out how to do away with that at a federal level. Um, so next question, uh, millions of people have viewed your content. Uh, what, what was it like to grow that large uh, so quickly? And uh, what's it like uh, becoming the legendary uh, crypto Twitter personality we know today as Bitcoin Dad? I don't know if I'm, I mean, I respect a lot of people in the space. I don't know if I'm legendary necessarily, but, uh, you know, if it has good, good and bad parts, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, you, you're under the microscope. There's a lot of people that, that view your content and see what you talk about. So you have, uh, you know, the good and bad that comes out of it. Um, you know, it really just blew up. I didn't expect it to be, uh, to be where I am today type of thing. You know, I, obviously at the time when we all started, you know, crypto Twitter and it was just kind of getting going everybody had you know the cartoon characters you know uh all the names you know obviously i was a dad so i figured hey you know bitcoin dad it was something easy so um you know i really didn't expect it to grow where it did but uh you know i i you know i appreciate all my followers try to help out everybody i can um but it is hard during a downturn uh you know to give advice 
especially if you're taking a hit yourself, you, you hate to give bad advice. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I don't want to handhold people and say, oh, you should buy XYZ. More of, hey, this is what you should look for. Do your research and, uh, you know, try to make good decisions based on that. Yeah, I, I completely understand. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting what's happening right now with, uh, with the markets, right? I, I, I see more volume than uh, I've, I've ever seen before. Like if you're looking at historical charts, it, it went from this tiny little kind of blip from you know, 2000, 2011, when the first exchanges are kind of popping up uh, till now, it's the, the volume has ramped up. Even though we've seen an incredible market fluctuation, I think, I, I always say that coin market cap a year from now is gonna look completely different. Every year it's gonna look uh, more and more different. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's continued to be true. So uh, my next question, um, what's one thing you wish you had known before you uh, started your journey in crypto? Uh, it's hard to say because, you know, I have been successful. So, I mean, I can't really say I wish I'd have known X, Y, and Z. Uh, but, you know, just to maybe hold on to some bags a little longer, you know, maybe some select bags, maybe, you know, get in on the Ethereum ICO or, or something like that if I could go back into time and see some of these crazy uh, uh, rises that we've seen in 2017, 2018, cutting some bags a little short that maybe would have ran a lot more than where you sold off at. But, uh, you know, I really can't complain. You know, I, I, and I think that's part of the lesson uh, of crypto is, is learning from your mistakes. So, you know, hey, you, you make a bad trade or you make a bad decision and, you know, the ultimately, it's just, don't do that again. You want to learn from that. And you got to have these lessons along the way in order to make you a better investor, trader, um, whatever your, your status is. Um, so, you know, I, what I, I've learned, I think, is just going to make me better down the road. So I really can't complain too much. Yeah, I hear that. Um, it's, been, it's been an overall good uh, couple of years, if you, if you, zoom, if you zoom out. Uh, from 2017 and, until this point. Um, I guess uh, next question I would ask uh, on that topic is, is what is your biggest failure that you've experienced in trading, uh, whether making a call or taking a position? And uh, what, did you, what did you learn from that? Uh, I, I've been really chopped up with leverage trading. Um, that's something that I learned that, hey, it's not going to work out. Uh, I just don't know if I have the patience for it. I mean, it's kind of weird to come from an all corner because you need to have patience. You know, you need to have uh, you know, to be, to withstand the downtrend or to just hold those bags in the accumulation time where they could just go sideways for uh, an extended period of time. Um, but for me, I, that's just, that wasn't for me, uh, whether I was over leveraged or just over traded, you know, to where, you know, you lose money on a long, you go short, then it goes up again and, you know, you're just getting screwed both ways. So uh, for me, it just wasn't for me. Maybe I just, cause I couldn't dedicate the time. You know, I have kids and a lot of different activities, a lot of distractions. You can't really sit there and watch position um, or, you know, do a technical analysis isn't really my forte necessarily either. So, uh, you know, that, I think that kind of hurt me when it came to, Hey, let me try this out, but uh, learn the hard way. Another lesson learned that the leverage trading isn't for me. Uh, maybe on a low leverage type of position, but uh, other than that, not my thing. Yeah, it's 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 not always bad to learn the hard way, just as long as it's not uh, with too much money. But um, it can be painful, and I think that the best lessons are the learned or uh, the ones that are ingrained the most uh, are the hard lessons, right? Um, yeah. 
Well, and the thing is too, is like you get bored, you know, say you're an altcoin trader and things look like shit for the, the, a year or two. And you're like, Hey, I need to get into something, you know, it's like, I'm betting on baseball or basketball or, you know, it's like, all right, let me throw some Bitcoin at a, at a long position or a short position. And, you know, you just kind of, kind of get back past that boredom, I guess. And I think uh, that's what kind of gets the best of me is just, Hey, I want some action, you know, <laughs> and it, <laughs> excuse me. It just doesn't go well when it comes to that. Yeah. You have to be patient. That's, that's one thing we've learned in crypto. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's just entering, like just wants to buy some Bitcoin or buy some altcoins? Where would you give them uh, advice to get started? Uh, what, like in regards to where to start buying those things or just? Oh, yeah, uh, just everything overall. Like uh, where, where are you going to research and, and where would you go? Um, I guess like uh, what, what kind of pieces of software? Like how, how do you tell people to kind of get into crypto and, and where would you say is the, one of the best places to start? Um, if you were to give advice to someone looking gotcha. into it now. Okay. I mean, personally, I, I like Gemini um, for buying and selling Bitcoin. I personally like Gemini. I started on Coinbase, uh, but just kind of, you know, went away from that. And Gemini is kind of my go-to for the Bitcoin type stuff. Um, when it comes what to about altcoins? Alt altcoins and researching altcoins, um, you know, coin market cap, I feel is, a, you know, it gives you the rundown of everything. Um, you know, me personally, Hey, start at, you know, the, the bottom <laughs> and work your way up, you know, the top 100, you know, being somebody that you want to diversify, of, of course, I have a lot of large market cap altcoins, but uh, I would say, hey, dig into the two, three, four hundreds and, uh, you know, look for some good projects there. Uh, exchange wise, I've always liked Bittrex. Uh, Bittrex has been my go to ever since their inception. Um, I've never had a problem with them. They're always responsive when it comes to any kind of issues I had, which was very few over the last four or five years. Uh, so I really can't complain with them being US based, FDIC, not FDIC insured, but they, they do have an insurance uh, fund in place, I believe up to $300 million. I don't know if that's Lloyd's of London or they, they do have, you know, a lot of protection and their security is top notch. Those guys came from a security background. So I feel real secure um, keeping some of my coins there, you know, obviously the best way to keep it is, is you know, not your keys, not your coins type of thing. But, uh, you know, uh, I feel very comfortable on the tricks. What, what do you use on a, a, a hardware wallet? Uh, do you like Tracer, Cool Wallet, Ledger? I have, I have a couple Trezors. I have a Ledger. Um, I, I, I prefer Trezor. For me, it just seems to be a little more friendly uh, user face for me. And maybe it's just what I'm comfortable with. Uh, but uh, I've had a treasure for some time and I, I've had no issues with it. Nice. Same as my, yeah, Ethereum, my, my Ethereum wallet. Yeah. Yeah, my Ethereum yeah. wallet. Or my crypto or something like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, very cool. Um, yeah, speaking of FDIC insured, you got to use uh, Metal Pay for that. That's the, that's the only FDIC insured uh, crypto trading app I'm aware of. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, I would say, uh, have you tried Cool Wallet? What do you think about that? Have you seen that one? I, I have not. I have not tried Cool Wallet. Sounds like something I'll have to look into. Uh, I'll give them a little plug right here. They should be paying me for this. It's uh, pretty cool. It's like a credit card thing. It's losing, it's disappearing on my screen. Um, yeah, a little low power Bluetooth credit card thing, uh, hardware wallet. Very cool, very cool. Um, nice. So uh, let's see, next question. Um, uh, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way in crypto? What, what do you find is the most helpful like in terms of information and knowledge? Um, I mean, you know, 
even the, the Bitcoin talk forums, they, they can be informative. Um, but for me personally, it's just interacting with others in the space. You know, I, I've have made a network of people uh, that I've talked to over the years. Even when I started, didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I say that's the best way to, you know, to get information um, is to find out the best people um, to talk to and, and interact with them, you know, or even developers. You know, when I started, I was very hesitant reaching out to developers, like, why would they want to speak with me? I'm just some Joe Schmo. Um, but you'd be surprised how many people want to talk about their project and, and answer any questions you might have. So don't be shy. Reach out to people. I mean, uh, obviously, larger accounts on crypto Twitter, you know, they, they're inundated with messages. But uh, I know I try to, you know, reach out to anybody that really genuinely seems interest other than, hey, what's the target for this coin? Or can you help me out with my sick aunt or whatever, you know, filtering through those type of messages uh, we get at times. Yeah, I hear that. Who are the three most influential people in crypto currency, crypto Twitter and communities um, that have really kind of helped you or propelled you on your journey? Uh, crypto Cobain. He's uh, definitely helped me a lot along the way, a lot early on. Um, I know he's kind of moved on to bigger and better things, and I don't blame him. Uh, but need a coin, and uh, this is Noose. Those are three guys who've definitely helped me, uh, whether it's trading, uh, real life stuff, uh, you know, all around. I, I'd consider them, you know, good friends, and I trust them with, you know, with anything I had, you know, whether it's, it was all my Bitcoin at the time. So, uh, it's surprising talking to people that maybe you've never met before. Actually, I've, I've met, this is Newsom person. He came to a birthday party of mine, but uh, you know, people that live thousands of miles away, the kind of trust that you build over time and uh, what you trust them with. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. We're, I think that's a pretty good list and, and we're pretty uh, big fans of, of all those people you named. Um, what would you say uh, is a common myth um, in crypto uh, that you would want to debunk? Um, just that it's a scam. I mean, there's a lot of people think that it's, you know, just vaporware and it's a scam and don't get me wrong. I mean, there's, there's some projects out there and I think nowadays, you know, there's not as many as when, you know, 2014, 2015, where you get these new coins that are launched, they're insta-mined, the dev just dies a week later. Uh, you know, so I think those are filtered out of the way. You're not really seeing a lot of those straight up scams. Um, or ICOs where, you know, they're raising some crazy amounts of money and then you never hear from them again. So um, I, I, it's good and bad. Don't get me wrong. So I think that, uh, you know, a lot of those are, are definitely, you know, they're not going to happen anymore, especially with the eyes that are on us nowadays with, uh, you know, you got the government and the SEC and the IRS and you got all these eyes on crypto in general. Um, so I'm kind of happy to see that a lot of those straight up scams are, are gone and done with. Yeah, it seems like there was a kind of a big influx <clears throat> in 2017 where we saw all these these scams coming in, these fake ICOs. I remember there was a really funny one that had uh, Ryan Gosling's head on it, and I think it was VentureBeat that ran an article about it. They said, Ryan Gosling is the designer <laughs> of a new uh, crypto ICO, and they disappeared overnight. There was a lot of things like that, um, and it's the space is really heating up, I think, in terms of competition for really good companies. So. Uh, very well, I, times. I, I think the thing is too, back then, there was so much money that was being made that you were, you know, people that rode this early on or had coins that just have gone up 
there was just so much dumb money out there. You know what I mean? It was just, people were just throwing whatever at anything, you know, and it, it was crazy. I, I did the same stuff. Oh, there's this ICO. Yeah, sure. I'll throw, you know, X amount of money in it, you know, and uh, I think we're all smarter, <laughs> all smarter now. Yeah, we, we've definitely learned from the past mistakes of 2017. And I think that there's, there's better tracking too. you know, Misari and um, other other coin tracking software on top of coin market cap and lots of good auditing firms like uh, cross angle and um, we're seeing more and more due diligence in the space. And I, when I look back to, you know, 2017, 2015, 2013, the space has matured uh, so much in terms of um, in terms of auditing and kind of looking at all these things. Um, so what would you say uh, is something that we could do to make it easier for normal people to get into crypto? Uh, at Metal, we focus uh, on usability, ease of use, UI, UX, um, you know, from Metal Pay to the, the new Metal X exchange that's launching and Proton Concepts. We want to make it easier to use not only crypto, but the web. What are some other ways that, um, that you've seen uh, in crypto that um, could, could potentially make the space, make uh, financial tech easier to use or some sort of area that it's affecting? Like what's something that's really interesting to you there? Well, I can't think of any one thing necessarily. I mean, I think it's getting easier in general. I mean, you can't make the usability of Bitcoin that much easier. I mean, you're going to still need an address. You're going to still need somebody who's fairly comfortable on the internet. Um, even somebody like myself, I really don't transact on my phone. Um, maybe that would be something that could be easier. Maybe I just haven't gone through that many apps. Um, but I just don't feel personally, I just don't feel comfortable handling a lot, sending from the computer to my phone, copy and paste it, copy and paste an address, put it into a browser and an email, send it over so you could send something from an exchange. So for me, that wasn't something that I felt comfortable with. Um, I just feel it's more of a pain in the ass. I'd rather do everything from desktop. But, uh, uh, you know, there's still some coins out there that, you know, their wallets are really hard to, to function. Um, you know, I still need a GUI wallet. I can't handle the CLI. I'm not a coder. I can't do all these command prompts and things like that. So, you know, at least altcoin based, there, there are still some things that were, unfortunately, there's some projects that uh, I really don't invest in because of the usability of a wallet um, and me not being able to figure it out. So, uh, but crypto in general, I mean, I feel that there's a lot of resources out there. I remember I was working for a website where I was doing kind of coin reviews at the time. And, you know, it was, it was mainly coins I had because obviously that's the most information I had, uh, you know, was I was the most knowledgeable in, in those coins. But uh, now to see, uh, you know, a lot of people that I know that are doing in-depth type of analysis, whether it exchanges or projects or ICOs, coins, you know, whatever the case may be, it's really good to see that information out there as it was non-existent, um, you know, years ago. Yeah, I completely agree. The, the space has really evolved in terms of information and knowledge. I see a Bitcoin billionaire book behind you. Um, good read. Um, there's a, a lot of good information, and I think reports are getting better and better and better um, in terms of uh, uh, covering all these things. Uh, so um, I guess the last thing is, uh, where can our, our listeners uh, connect with you, follow you on Twitter, social media? Um, what, where's the best place to, uh, to follow Bitcoin Debt? Uh, right now, it's, it's only Twitter. Uh, so you can follow me at uh, Bitcoin underscore dad on Twitter, uh, aka Allcoin Dad. So I kind of switched that up a couple months ago in hopes that we might start seeing a little, uh, little more action with altcoins. Uh, but I'm still ultimately Bitcoin Dad. That's, uh, 
the main goal at the end, not really to have 500 bags of all coins, but to uh, have a lot of Bitcoin. Awesome. Well, thanks again for ha uh, coming on the show and, and dropping all this knowledge on our listeners. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll do this again soon. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me. Cheers.